What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell from JK Blades, and I'm alongside Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters. What's up, everybody? Hey, Pickle. Hey, Jay. <laughs> is it okay if I call you Jay? Only you. Only you. <laughs> Does your wife even call you Jay? No. She doesn't even call me Jason. If she says Jason, I've done, I've done something. I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> but... All right, guys, we're going to kick off the show this week and talk about a couple of our sponsors. This show is sponsored by Pickle Cutters for some fine cutlery with a rustic and beautiful design, and it is dirty on purpose and functional art. Visit Pickle Cutters. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram and a little bit of TikTok, but if you want them, you know where to find them, and if you want a blade in his style, he is the man to hook you up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. Can I uh, do a sponsor shout out as well? Yeah, go ahead. I am going to shout out to JK Blades for all your custom blade needs. His last set he just put out is like the greatest shit I've ever seen. It's actually like Ninja Turtle themed. How, how you know, how great is that? But uh, hunting knives, best kitchen cutlery too. Got his own look. He likes the shiny stuff, not as dirty as mine, but uh, definitely gets the fucking work done. So uh, hit up JK Blades, and he's all over Instagram, somewhat on Facebook. He's trying to get up there on Facebook, so uh, go like and follow his page on Facebook. And uh, if you're not on Instagram following his shit, do it. Same thing with mine. There you go. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Yeah, we figured why not promote our own stuff. It's our show. We can do what we want. Exactly. And we need and appreciate all the support we can get. And it's not... It's not like Instagram where all your followers are actual knife makers. So our listeners here and followers in general are probably not all knife makers. So, you know, right. I, I've heard people, you know, send me, well, not heard, but people have sent me messages that you know, are just listeners that aren't makers. So, yeah, it's great. And if they're keeping up with us, they're probably at least interested in the sharp and pointy things of life. Exactly. And so potential of sales for us. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, tomorrow is Turkey Day. Yeah, for you guys. We had ours last month. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So I know Thanksgiving in, in the United States, you know, it's it was originated with the pilgrims and all that good stuff. So in Canada, is it kind of the <laughs> same? I have no clue. People will fucking freak out for turkey, and we don't even have wild turkey up here. So <laughs> yeah, We got grocery store turkey. I mean, we got wild turkeys everywhere, but, you know, we go to the grocery store and get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the whole pilgrim thing, you know, they used to go out and hunt the turkey. Right. Like, it wouldn't be a traditional thing here. Uh, the Canadian Thanksgiving, to be honest with you, I'm, I could care less what it is, but I have no clue why do we celebrate it. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to actually look it up. Just a day to be thankful of that you're alive. Yeah, I guess so. Beats the alternative. Man, I, I stopped by the grocery store on the way here today, actually. I just needed a couple more things. You know, we, we kind of shopped early to, to avoid the crowds. Yeah. And I needed some brown sugar and one onion. So I figured I'd just, you know, I could pop in there right quick, go through the self-checkout, in and out in five minutes. Yeah. And I was in there 45 minutes. <laughs> I had to park at the fuel center out across the parking lot, like. A mile away from the store. <laughs> yeah, there were no spots available anywhere. That's fucking nuts. It sucked. Just three. to get those two little things, man. and. Yeah. So yeah, to come back to Thanksgiving, there uh, it is a uh, it's an annual can- 
Canadian holiday held on the second Monday in October, which celebrates the harvest and other blessings of the past year. There we go. Yeah. So it's pretty much the same reason as you guys. And then it says celebration, spending time with family, feasting, religious practice, football. <laughs> football. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, sure. We get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the the holiday, you know, traditionally has been at the grandparents' house. Yeah. But uh, for the past probably four years or so, it's been at my house. And uh, we lost my grandmother this year in February. And so she's, she died from cancer and she was sick for about four years, you know, almost bedridden for that long. So we just kind of did it at my house to take the stress off of them. And this is going to be the first year without her. So it's going to be different for sure. Definitely different. Yes. Yeah. So my wife found this thing on, uh, on the internet. It's a picture and she had it printed out and it's, uh, I think it's called like leave a seat or something like that. So you just put a, an empty chair in the corner and put this little picture on it. And it's just kind of to remember the ones that's not with us on the holiday. You know, they're they're still with us in spirit type deal. So that's pretty cool. It's going to get everybody teary out, I do believe. My mom stopped by today and to drop some more stuff off because my house is the storage spot for Thanksgiving all of a sudden. <laughs> so everybody going out shopping and getting all the, you know, the paper plates and cups and utensils and just all the stuff that's not food when they leave the store with it, instead of taking it back to their own house, they're just yeah. bringing it to my house. Like free, yeah, it's free storage for a week, yeah. but tomorrow's the day, man. I'm pretty excited cooking a Turkey and I'm, I'm usually the ham guy. I usually smoke a ham, but I'm doing the Turkey this year. So turkey, turkey. see, that's something like, like we celebrate it. Like, well, it's on the calendar and people don't work on Thanksgiving, but it's not something that we, Celebrate like you guys do in America, though. Oh yeah, it's huge here. Yeah, I know it is. I I lived in the states. It's as big as Christmas is. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's a bigger deal than Christmas, actually. You know, yeah. with all all and everything else and all that, and it's just crazy. Yeah. So the morning will start off with the Thanksgiving Day parade. Watch all them big ass balloons. I always watch that, hoping one's going to crash into a building or something, <laughs> or like a some big wind gust pick one up, and you see like. 40 people hanging off the bottom of it because, you know, they're walking down the road with the ropes. Gone. (laughs) That'd be so cool, man. Like, see SpongeBob take off in the air with, like, 100 people dangling off his boots. Yeah. I'd pay to see that. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, shop time, man. I've actually got some shop time in this week. Yes. Working on Kydex, and I'm actually starting to enjoy it. Really? I'm learning it. You know, trying trying to figure it out to start with was tricky. You know, I watched a couple YouTube videos because that's just what you do. Yep. And I think now that I'm getting into it, it is very simple. But they made it look so freaking easy that I just tried it thinking it's going to be that easy the very first time. And I got so frustrated <laughs> because the first time it, it wasn't perfect. So it just pissed me off. And See, that's why I'm the kind of guy that I'll, uh, uh, like, say, if I were to get to start making Kydex sheets, like, Probably eventually, whatever. Once I get more room, once I get into somewhere so I could actually have room to do shit, um, I'm going to attempt it first, fuck up and fail, and then maybe head to YouTube for five minutes and then figure it out real quick. Well, I had the concept right in my head, you know, as far as how it works. But everybody that I saw was using a toaster oven, which that worked. But you got to kind of get it to the consistency. They call it like a wet lasagna noodle. Yep. You know, where it's floppy. But if it goes like 
three seconds too long, you know, if you don't pull it out quick enough, those wire grates or grills inside the toaster oven, oh, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll it'll actually out. blister the Kydex, and it'll leave those lines. And once those are in there, there's no coming back. Well, you put them on the inside. Well, there's, there's only one inside. You know what I mean? Well, you put the inside face down. No, it blisters all the way through. Like it'll. Oh, okay. You see the line all the way through. Yeah, it's like it'll it'll blister it bad where it's touching the rack, but then on the outside, it's like it kind of like it shrinks it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can see it all the way through, like it contracts. What to say if you were to put it in a uh, foil pan? That could work, possibly. But what I've been doing is just taking it and putting it on my workbench with the smooth side up, and just using a heat gun. Yeah, that'll work. And it only takes. Three or four minutes, maybe. And when I was the the whole bushcrafting thing there uh, back six seven years ago, or whatever I was, I'd made a sheath out of um, PVC uh, gutters, and I kind of you know the same concept as Kydex. I just used regular rivets from the garage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyways, I made it work. You no, know, but uh, until I was fishing and I slipped and I fell and the belt broke because it is PVC. Right. And that fucking shit stabbed me in the in my uh, my roll. Oh, my muffin top. Yeah, dude. yeah. It, it cut me good. Like I got a scar there and everything. So yeah, that shit is sharp when it breaks, dude. Even a piece yeah. of pipe or something. <laughs> yeah, get so, you. Uh, that's you know, don't try that at home, kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, that's that was my first take at making a sheath ever. You know, this I still have the sheath and the knife, but I just don't use it anymore. It was like a cheap Amazon knife. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited about this Kydex stuff, man, because every time I do one, obviously, you want it to be a little better than the last. Yeah, yeah. But the okay. one I made last night for the first turtle blade, I got done with it, man. And actually, it's still not even done. I still got to buff the edges and all that kind of stuff. But I looked at it, and I'm like, man, this is, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but toot, toot, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right? Pat my own back. Yeah. It, it is so cool, man. I looked at it, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, this looks like it came from a store. Yeah. Like, off a production line or something. It's so cool, and it only took 20 minutes, maybe. And don't try to make the three other ones better now. Do that on your next run of Kydex sheets, because if you make all three other sheets for those turtle knives better one from another, it's going to look like shit, in my opinion. But uh. and Well, what I'll do is I'll end up going in rotation. I'll finish the last one, then I'll remake the first one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I'll just be circling for the rest of my life on these things. Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking, uh, something I want to get into eventually, too. Didn't you say you were putting, like, eyelets, well, eyelets and all that shit, like the colors of the turtles as well? That was the plan, but I was not able to find the colors for all four turtles. Right. So they're just all black. But have we talked about the the extra touch we're doing? Have we talked about that on the podcast yet? I know I've told you the little laser in the sheath. Laser in the sheath? Yeah. You didn't tell me about a laser in the sheath. Yeah, yeah, the turtle head. The turtle head. Not the kind when you kind of got to poop, but the ninja (laughs) turtle head. (laughs) I have no clue what you're talking about, man. Sorry. Okay, so when all the sheaths are done... You know, obviously, we're calling it the Ninja Turtle set, right? Yep. Because it's got green in the handles, and there's coordinating liners, you know, that goes with each turtle. There's blue, red, purple, orange for all four turtles. But if you're not really 
thinking ahead of time that those are Ninja Turtle knives, you, I don't think you'd ever put that together. You know what I mean? If you looked at all four and just saw them, you wouldn't think those, those are Ninja Turtle knives. So when all the sheets are finished, they're going down to the pawn shop to my laser guy, and they are getting a Ninja Turtle head with the bandana laser engraved into each sheath. Nice. And then the bandanas are going to be colored in, like color filled, with the color of the each turtle. So are you going to be sending another invoice to these customers? Because it sounds like you're going to have a lot of time and energy put into this set there by the time it's done. They are, uh, they all sold to the same person. Yeah. Well, they all sold to the same person. They sold before they were even started. And this is an idea that came later on. And for the price I'm paying to have that done, it's not hurting me. And I think it's just very well worth it. Yeah. And from a marketing point too, you know, if I put that up on my page that I made these sheets and it's got a Ninja Turtle in it, that might open some more people's minds to getting something from me because they'll see, they'll see that turtle and think, well, man, I wonder if he could do this or that. Put a deer head on there. Yeah, and the answer is yes. I mean, I'll, if you can Google yeah. a picture, he can put it in his little program, and it could be your favorite football team. You know, and make the fucking blade with the yeah anything. Colors. It can be anything. So. You know, it's going to be worth it for sure. And I was very well compensated uh, when I sold that set. Uh, was it Mad Max Scales, I think, or something like that? You ever seen that guy? He does those uh, paper micarta scales, whatever, that are like printed designs. Mad Max? I don't know. I know what you're talking about. So it's like the layers, and when you grind it, the picture stays the same? Yeah, it stays the same. It stays like 3D-ish. Right. Which, uh, like I had gotten some scales from him when he first started, whatever, and I guess... Or something he wasn't doing right, I don't, I don't know. But um, anyways, when everybody starts, you know, there's going to be failures. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he's got his recipe really, really, really fine-tuned, and his equipment's better now, too. You know, just, just the type of paper you're using to make these scales. You know, if you're using the wrong paper, your scales are going to fail. So yeah. if, if you don't know this shit and you're trying to make something, you're going to learn the hard way, obviously, and it's going to cost you. So, you know, he, he he's going through the struggle like all of us have. And, uh, but he's past that stage, like most of us are as well. And you should see the work that he's putting out, dude. Like, I, I'll have to look at, I think it's Mad Max Scales. Anyways, it's, it's just phenomenal. It's really, really nice. Like, he did a Jessica Rabbit set, dude. Yeah. She's, she's like my girl crush from when I was like, <laughs> like 10. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I saw those scales and I went far back in the past. And I was like, down memory lane. That's like when I went to, Florida there and fucking saw Jessica Rabbit when I was like 12. I was like, whoa. Yeah. But uh, anyways, when I, he does some nice shit, so, you know, that could be, you know, like a theme, team themes or anything like that. You know, but if that's something you want to offer with your sheets and whatever, you know, laser engraving on the sheets and, and make some pretty killer sets, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, not just a set, but I mean, think about, um, I mean, hell, if somebody's, getting a a gift for someone say it's deer season or whatever yep you know get a deer head in it with their name or whatever i know a lot of people that deer hunt they're real dead serious about their hunting clubs you know most hunting clubs have names yep you know the name of their hunting club in it or you know the the options are endless it is it is definitely 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 endless it could be anything you could have this knife be a Friday the 13th theme and have Jason's mask engraved into the sheet, you know, and the handle be a, a bloody machete or just the Friday the 13th 
sorry about that, Friday the 13th, you know, just Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, so how about next Halloween, we'll do a four-piece set. We'll have Jason, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers. Who's one more? Chucky. Little child's play that. I'm making Chucky and Michael Myers. <laughs> and then we'll we'll do the, the sheets and all that kind of cool stuff. That'd be badass, dude. Halloween theme set. I'm making me some sheets. <laughs> when I... Um... When I had made my uh, etching machine and uh, gotten my, uh, my brother stencil printer from Brian House, I messed around with that quite a bit, you know, printing out all kinds of shit. And uh, that's something I had done was print out Michael Myers, Chuck, Freddie, Jason. I've got that etched out on a bunch of scrap pieces in my shop. <laughs> oh, really? They actually came out pretty good, too. Like, the Chucky one was pretty nuts. Like, see all the stitching in his face and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, anything is possible when it comes to, especially the, the, the laser etching on the sheets. Uh, if I wanted to, I could, you know, mask a whole blade with vinyl tape, stencil tape, and then bring it to my friend's house and have him cut out uh, whatever design I want in the blade, you know, or even get my own little laser cutter off of Amazon and cut out whatever I want to cut out on my blade and then just etch it. Yeah. But that's always something that's, you know, like you said, there's endless possibilities when it comes to custom work. Yeah, and I, I'm very lucky. And speaking of stencils and uh, my laser guy, I want to give a big giant thank you to everybody that ordered some stencils. So we made this man some money right here at Thanksgiving time. Oh, yeah? That was a hit? Yeah, it was a hit, man. We got uh, a couple hundred dollars worth. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we got several happy campers from all over the place. Had one in Canada. And, that wasn't uh, me. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. It was, uh, oh, my goodness, White North Forge, I believe. Okay. Or North White, one or the other. I think it was White North Forge. Dude's name was Chris Dixon, I believe. Yeah. And uh, he, he ordered some, and our buddy Ryan Chadborn ordered some. And, uh few other people i'm sorry guys those are just clicking in my head because one's canada and ryan's my buddy but uh if you did order some thank you very much and i'm still uh, waiting on mine in the mail and that's a permanent option guys so if you run out you know order some more and he did tell me i don't know if i'm supposed to tell anybody this but i'm gonna he was so appreciative of what we're doing everybody that ordered some stuff he threw some bonus things in there in the envelope to go out with it so i don't know what the bonus things are he probably threw some extra stencils in. He probably made some in some weird sizes. He might have even printed up some stickers, you know, because he's got the capacity to do all that. And when I tell you this is a good dude, man, he's he's jam up. I mean, if if you order something from him, he's probably going to hook you up a little more than what you're expecting. Well, I'm going to have to hit you up on that there and uh, probably order me some uh, stencils. Like I said, I got some on the way there. I got 40 on the way, but... Uh, I got to give him a month's time advance, you know, to let him know. And then it takes like two weeks to get here. So all the ones that, what is today? Today's Wednesday. Yeah. The show that, uh, we're, we're doing this on Wednesday. Cause obviously tomorrow is Thanksgiving, but the show that that aired on came out yesterday. Yeah. True. Everybody that ordered stencils, they're already in the mail. Nice. They're on the way already. So, like, you know, the guys here in the U.S., they'll have them by the end of this week. 
And as far as Canada, I'm not sure how long that's going to take. And shipping wasn't an issue. I mean, I'm sure it was maybe a dollar or something. Cause like I said, he's just putting them in an envelope. It's not a package. I would have it shipped to Maine anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool, man. I was really excited when I started getting those messages coming in. Sweet. So hopefully y'all keep them coming. Good deal. Yeah, man. And, uh, I'm going to get some more stickers made. He's one of them type of dudes that every time I go down there, I'll say, all right, well, I need, you know, uh, two shirts, this size, that size, a hat, five koozies. And he's like, okay, you know, say it's Monday at noon. He'll say, I can probably have them done for you around Wednesday afternoon. I said, okay, cool. Most of the time, Monday afternoon, within a couple hours after I leave there, he's texting me, saying, hey, man, your stuff's ready. (laughs) And then when I go pick it up, you know, if I order two shirts, a hat, and five koozies, it's – Two shirts, a hat, ten koozies, and maybe a couple stickers. So yeah. he's a he's definitely a good connection to have. Yeah, I need to get some stickers made up. I'm gonna try to find somebody locally because you know I'd like to support locally. But if I'm gonna get ripped off, yeah, which people seem to like to do around here. So. Well, I've got I've got some stickers that are just this logo here, just the JK yeah. blades. But that's not really a logo. That's just my touch mark with the word blades under it. I'm still working on trying to get a legit logo made up. And then once I do that, then I'm going to go bonkers. And I'm getting T-shirts, hats, koozies, keychains. Hell, I mean, the keychains down there, he can do those for, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think he said a dollar a piece. Like plastic keychains with the logo inside? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just something, you know what I mean? If someone orders a knife, just something else, something different to throw in the box with it. You know, you're out a dollar. So what? You know, big deal. Throw it on your price. I mean, make your knife three hundred fifty-one dollars, and just don't tell them the keychain comes with it. Appreciation goes a long way. Absolutely, it does. But uh, man, but, uh, definitely. Uh, like I said, that's shit. I gotta get going to is gotta get more apparel. There are people been bugging me for hats and shirts, and it's like I haven't had any since last year. You know, that was a one-time deal thing, pretty much, these hats, because I wanted one. Yeah. It was like I could get myself a hat for free if I have 48 made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I can – he only charges me, like, $12 for a hat. Okay. But, I mean, that's – you know, it's a Richardson snapback. Yeah. Good quality hat. But I can order one at a time. That's the beautiful part about dealing with him. I could do here two one at a time at the local, local uh, print shop and all that. And mm-hmm. I'm in the city. But uh, one would be a lot more expensive. Like I said, I got 48 made. Uh, they were all flex fits. Flex fit. Yeah. And, uh, one had the back was trucker, trucker hat style, but flex fit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they rang up, uh, I think was, the average was $15 a hat, but the trucker hat was like 12 and the full regular flex fit was like 13 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever. The average came $15 per hat, you know? So which wasn't bad. No, that selling, ain't selling them for thirty. So, and that's like the you know the hustle and grind t shirts. If anybody wants a hustle and grind t shirt, I don't keep those in stock. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to order ten of every size and have them sitting in my closet until somebody wants one. Right. But if somebody orders one, they you know send me a message and say, "Hey man, I want an extra large." I say, "Okay, cool." You know, and I can text him say, "Hey, I need one hustle and grind shirt, extra large." And he can print just one. He don't charge like a setup fees and, you know, stuff like a lot of bigger companies would charge. Well, that's how you'll get 
you know, people like you coming back to you and bringing you regular business. Exactly. You know, and not going elsewhere is to get it done cheaper because they had to buy a hundred or 50 or 20 or whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, the whole deal with the stencils, he didn't ask me to promote it. I don't even know if he's ever listened to this podcast. He knows we've got a podcast cause he makes the shirts. Yeah. Obviously. But, I mean, I don't even know. I doubt seriously he's ever listened to it. He didn't ask me to, to promote him, you know, and I didn't tell him I was doing it. But after I did it, you know, I went down and talked to him. I said, hey, man, check this out. Got you some business. He was tickled pink. <laughs> so the way that's working is, you know, I was hoping somebody would step up and at least order something. But I went down there and talked to him. I'm like, hey, man, we got a list here. You know, how are we going to handle this? So if you want to send me, all I need is your logo. It can be in any kind of format. That part doesn't even matter. You can text it to me, whatever, or message. Just the logo, name, address, and email. And he emails an invoice you know, from his actual legit business. And then that's paid online. You know, the, the people are paying him directly. They're not giving me 20 bucks, and then I got to go give him 20 bucks or whatever the case yeah. may be. You know, I'm just kind of the middleman trying to help, you know, support a local business. Yeah, make it easier for everybody. Right. But anyway, that was a hit, and I'm I'm happy about it. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cool. So what do you got going on still? Uh, the Ninja Turtle knives? Still working on those? Nothing else? No, nothing else. I've got three, four other knives that are heat-treated and ready. They just need to be finished. Um, I did get an order in this week, and it... it Made me feel all warm and fuzzy and fancy when I got it. <laughs> it did, man. So guess who I got an order from? You want to talk about it, Jason? I do. I do. <laughs> I got an order from Mr. Ryan Broadbeck himself. Ooh. The man, the myth, the legend. Yes. Yeah. So he's in the process of, uh, you know, obviously like all of us. Oh, shit. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> that one snuck up. The mute button wasn't close enough. But, uh, you know, we've all got a, a block in our kitchen, right? Just uh, got all our knives in it. Most of us have cheap-ass knives. I know I do for the most part. You know, a lot of them are my knives nowadays. But, you know, just the the butcher's block. Well, he's upgrading all of his knives, you know, to handmade knives. And he saw my boning knife, and he wants me to make him a boner. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to give Mr. Broadbeck a boner. You should ask him what he wants me to make him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said that, uh, I think he said the steak knives and the, or maybe he didn't say steak knives. I know he still needs the boning knife because, I mean, he he was talking to me. We were on the phone about, you know, some other things that I'm going to bring up here in a minute. But uh, that came up and he said that he was still in need of a boning knife and that's the one he wanted me to make. So Nice. But uh, we got some some big news. Shoot. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not aware of this being used anyone. No, oh, yeah, you are. I think. I, I don't know. So. Surprise me, Jay. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Our sponsors have collided. Ooh. So. <laughs> Broadbeck Ironworks. They have their own line of belts, right? called the incinerator and they're vsm belts and there's uh there's something pretty fancy about them vince from broadbeck 
got with the guys from VSM. Uh, you know, Vince is an engineer, so he's got that brain that breaks down everything, right? So he probably saw one little thing on that belt and was like, this is cool, but this will be cooler. Apparently, they got together, and they re-engineered something and made this exclusive belt that only Rodbeck can sell. And it's called the Incinerator, and people are going crazy over it. I mean, Kyle Royer put it through the paces, and Andy Roy got a hold of one. Grounds like 50-something knives out of it. Profile, just from Barstock. You know, nothing done with a with a bandsaw or angle grinder, nothing. Just square stock, profiled over 50 blades in one hour's time, and the belt still felt brand spanking new. I was in Andy Roy's shop and felt it with my own fingers. It still felt new. So, uh, Phoenix Abrasives. I got to try one of those belts. <laughs> I, I got my hands on one, and it's impressive. Because I got the, the Acturox ones from BSM. Mm-hmm. Would be that one re-engineered or whatever, but uh, it, it definitely is a solid belt. You know, I get, you know, I grind hardened blades, and I get over a dozen blades out of one belt. You know, unless I'm not using that belt for anything else, that belt's gonna grind blades all week long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Phoenix Abrasives is now selling these belts. Sweet. Yeah. So they have teamed up, and I kind of feel a little bit responsible for that. In reality, I had absolutely nothing to do with it. I didn't even know it was happening until it was done, but it still feels pretty cool. <laughs> but I, I take that back. I did kind of know. And I talked to Greg at Phoenix, and he had brought it up to me that, you know, it was something they were working on, trying to team up, and they were trying to get, you know, get together on whatever it is that, that companies do when they do things like this. And I said, man, that's awesome. Can I bring it up on the podcast? He was like, oh, hell no. Not until everything's final. <laughs> so it's all good to go now. So uh, you can visit your one-stop shop for all of your abrasive needs and find Broadbeck Ironworks belts. How about that shit? Looking right. Yeah. So uh, keep in mind that Broadbeck is, oh, shit, by the time this comes out, the, the Black Friday sale is going to be over. So I hope you bought a grinder. If you did buy a grinder, <laughs> let us know. I hope you bought a grinder. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't yet, you should have last week, but do it now anyway. Yeah. I've been talking about grinders left and right for the past two or three days, man, like crazy, especially like today. Yeah. So uh, we all know that Broadbeck offers the best bolt-together grinder in the world, but if you, you know, just love the fabrication side of it and you like to weld and you want to, experience a different kind of kit i'm wondering if maybe you can tell me something about maybe a different type of grinder that's a, a weld together style maybe something new there's a few different ones out there right that's for sure. uh, i'm the type of person who's all about diversity and trying anything you know like put my hands on things i like touchy touchy anyways uh i've built two revolution two by 72s from brian from the work for it podcast. I've built two of his grinders and I, yesterday I received my package from Richard from uh, Bex uh, armory. And, uh, he sent me the BA shredder build kit, which was a tab and uh, slot weld kit, uh, plate kit. And, you know, lightweight, well, not lightweight steel. It's heavy metal thing is heavy once it's built, but, uh, it's not, you know, thick, it's not half inch thick steel or quarter inches. I think it's three sixteenths or whatever. But anyways, it's all tab welded, slot welded, uh, solid machine. 
you know, I, I really, really enjoyed making it. And uh, same goes with the house-made grinder as well, too. You know, a little bit more work to be done with the house-made grinder, but that's his whole thing is you work you for gotta it. work for it. <laughs> you know, and if it wasn't for that, I'd probably still be dragging my ass because when I built that grinder, it, it just fueled me to, you know, make better knives and build more grinders. And, you know, this I've been in this for 20 months now, and I've put my hands on personally in my shop. I've had three on the bench right now. I got one in storage, and I sold my first one. So that's five. Nice. Yeah. And uh, out of those five, two were the same. Well, two were revolutions. So I've tried three different, you know, grinders technically. I haven't yet really tried the VA shredder. I just built it and got it tracking forward reverse without any touching anything. So that, that was solid. You know, that got me all giddy. But uh, <laughs> I was in there till six this morning working on that thing. <laughs> That's nuts, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, and I was up at like nine-ish. And I was in the shop by like 10 this morning. Your neighbors are going to think you're a tweaker. Yeah, no, they know. <laughs> I don't tweak. Yeah. They can smell the evidence. <laughs> they obviously could smell fucking welding fumes and fucking grinding. And oh my God. Yeah. I had my, my uh, disc grinder. I was cutting up fucking tooling arms at like 4.30 this morning. Nice. Cleaning off the ends on the fucking grinder full blast and but yeah. But yeah, there's uh, definitely a bunch of other grinders out there, like for the people who like to build grinders, you know, like you said the Bridebeck's got the bolt on. But like I've mentioned before, I enjoyed the fabrication so much and playing with welders that I'd probably weld those bolts to that grinder once it's you know <laughs> together. I'd take out the welder anyways and be like zap, 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 zap. Might as well, huh? Yeah, you know, that's me. But uh you know, there's something out there for everybody. Broadback has that one for who doesn't have a welder. You know, uh, Bashti has one as well, too, here in Canada. Uh, Brian House, you know, Richard Beck. Uh, there's so many out there that you could get that are either both together or weld yourself. You know, and there's so many other people that have attempted to uh, make something like that happen in this market, you know, and it's a very fast market, if you ask me. It's just... It depends on who you are, if, if, if you're going to make it or not. Because if you're a fucking asshole and you're cocky and you're ignorant, arrogant or whatever, you're, you're, you're not going to make it happen, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't come out with somebody else's design claiming it's yours, even though it's a world where it doesn't really matter. But the people that respect the original designer have his six, you know what I'm saying? They're going to get on your fucking case if you're going to come out with a design that looks like somebody else's and claim it yours and be like, oh, yeah, I just got into this, you know, and I'm getting all these cut out and I'm going to do this, this, and that. It's like yeah. uh, you're kind of late for the parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a grinder yesterday. There was a a company that we all know. I'm not gonna, you know, we don't we don't throw stones here on this show. But it, it you know, it was a company we all know, and they they don't sell grinders, but they were promoting a particular grinder and saying how it was, you know, the best one in the world for knife makers and stuff. And I looked at this grinder, and it looked like. A piece of shit built for a pussy. They build pieces of shit for pussies. That, that's what it looked like. The grinder looked like garbage. The tool arm wasn't even square. It was... One like, of those flat ones? Yeah, like it looked like it was one by three or something. So it, versatility, gone. You know what I mean? You can't buy your tool arms from nowhere but that company. Yeah. And I don't even know what the name of this grinder was. Sorry, I just cut you over, but there's a couple other companies like that out there, too, that have grinders 
leather cooling arms and like extra cooling like is specific to their grinders. You know, you can't right. put anything else on there if you want it, you know, but that's, that's why I like these grinders, these do it yourself grinders, or even the Broadback grinder. You could throw any cooling attachment into that grinder from yep. any other company, pretty much, and it will work. Yeah, I could bring all my attachments to your shop and stick them in any machine you got, and vice yeah. versa. And I could take mine exactly and bring them to yeah. your shop. Mine are just hacked up, fucking tubing, you know. <laughs> this grinder, it had a, a tool rest on it, which is fine. I use the tool rest every now and then, but the tool rest looked like it had a built-in clamp of some sorts, almost like a drill press type clamp. Why you would ever need that, I don't know. And it had a spark guard on it, so you don't get sparks going in your pretty little face. Huh. You know, one coming over the back and then another one hanging over the front of the platen. Fuck, I enjoy eating grit from a fresh 36 grit. Yeah. Oh, when it hits me in the face, it's like, ooh. Dude, don't fresh 36 is, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of stepped to the side for the first few passes on a fresh 36. Uh, right in front. No, <laughs> dude, that shit, yeah, yeah. you get peppered. Uh, definitely got peppered, but uh, like I say, I, I got thrills from it. It's like every yeah. time I step in front of the grinder, I always, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. What's going to happen? Building this new grinder there yesterday, I had this thing going reverse, forward, and next thing I noticed, I heard some clunking going on. I was like, what the fuck's this? And I had this thing going at 11 with a loose drive wheel. From fucking going forward, reverse, forward, reverse, forward, reverse, trying to get it to track right for an hour. Yeah. Loosened up the, uh, the set nut. You know, because it, because it, it, you know, every time it, it goes into reverse, back into forward, you're, you know, there's momentum, there's whatever. So it loosened up the, where the P slot is and all that, whatever. Anyways, it got loose. Dang. And, and then I could, I could um, hear it knock when I was going forward into reverse. It was like, pop. So I thought I had fucked my motor up, you know, and then I grabbed the, the drive wheel and I start, you know, and there's a jiggle in there. So I thought the shaft bearing something inside the motor. I was like, oh no, the shredder shredded my motor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it just turns out that that drive wheel was loose. Imagine if that fucker would have fucking flew off that thing at a hundred fucking miles an hour, you know, doing 11. Dude, it probably would have like, it would have slipped off the grinder and then hit the bench. <laughs> Did a little couple quick bouncy burnouts and then caught traction and flew off and hit you right in the gut. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, uh, like I said, it was late when I was in the shop there. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Before something stupid happens there. But, yeah, like I said, every time I step in front of the grinder, I always expect something to happen. And, uh, you know, I've learned my lesson and some things don't happen anymore, which is I kind of appreciate because getting smacked by a belt in the face because you don't pay attention to your tape seams if they're split or whatnot, you know? Yeah. You know, some some belts I ride harder than others, and uh, they tend to split at the tape, you know, because I'm profiling blades Yeah. on the edge of a platen. So, you know, the tape eventually wears out, and then they're, they're split on both ends. So you only got, like, an inch of tape holding that belt together in the middle. And here I am putting it on the grinder, running it at 11, and push it into it, and then get smacked in the face, you know? Yeah. So now every time I pick up a bell, I look at it, and as soon as I see a tear in the tape, I just rip it up and throw it away. So I don't, I don't keep belts no more. I'm done. I'm done those days. I told myself the same thing. I threw away a shit pile of belts not long ago, but my fire extinguisher starting to fill back up. Yeah, no, I've been going through them. The belts that I use to run my uh, horizontal grinding, you know, for my spines and finger trolls and all that, uh, they get eat up, eaten up pretty quick. But those are like, say, uh, I take my 120 ceramics for my pebbles. Once those, like, 
I, I do maybe two, three blades and then I throw it out. You know, I, I go through belts like they're out of fucking style. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I, uh, I use those to run my horizontal grinding on, like I said, my spines and my choils. So once those got worn out too, you know, I used to save those. I had like 30 of those 120 lined up gritty belts that were fucking shitty. You know, there was no point in keeping them anymore. Yeah. So, uh, and I keep them, but now I'm throwing them away. No, oh, I, have, I don't have one bait belt saved up that I'm not using right now. I like to save my 60 grit belts after I'm done with steel on them because that's where I start my handle material. Is it 60 grit? Okay. And once I'm done eating metal with them, you know, I'll put the little wax stick in them and yep. clean them up. Now, as far as if it actually does anything, I don't know. It changes the color and makes them look fresh again. But. That wax stick, it, I think it's more for peace of mind for me. You know what I mean? It yeah. makes me feel like I'm getting the metal out of it before I stick wood into it. But those are the ones that I've been hanging on to recently. I don't touch handle material with 30, 36 grit anymore. That's all I do. I used, I used to do that, man. But God, it got to the point where it's just, it was almost too fast. You know what I mean? Because once I get in, I've kind of got my handle shaping down to a routine that I do close to the same every time yeah. and I'm real comfortable with that and I don't mind taking a little bit of extra time but on a 36 grade man it don't take but half a bump and you just fucked up yeah but I run it when I'm doing my you know rough shaping of handle and I'm using like say these are flat because I like I do hidden hangs and I do like wall style handles even if they're hidden or full things you know so I got a lot of that Face it's there, and uh, I run them flat on my platen, and I'll do a lot of my sanding right there. Okay, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll start off with like the those ones. I'll start off in an eighty grit though, because I don't want to take off too much on a quarter inch faucet. You know, like that's it. It's just it's got to stay. <laughs> I don't want to eat up the whole handle. But uh, right. when I'm like when I'm uh, like cleaning up my pins and all that stuff, you know, I'm just thirty six grit and go. Well, see, I yeah to, to eat the pins down right into a thirty six. And I take all the epoxy off, you know, around the edges with a 36 on the work rest. Once yep. the epoxy's gone and the pins are flat, then I go to a 10-inch contact wheel and the uh, grinder goes horizontal, and that's where I do all my shaping. I do all that at 60. With 60 grit, yeah. Yeah, I do okay. all that because, I mean, on a contact wheel, yeah. it's a lot more aggressive than a flat plat. Yeah, I was going to say, I, w- I wouldn't do 36 grit on a contact wheel for handle shaping. Yeah, I do uh, – like 120 a fresh 120 on my small wheels when i'm doing like my because i use my small wheels to shape all the inside of my handles and then mm-hmm. my wheels, like i angle my work press then i run that up in there and then I, you know i got to even angle all the way around right and i'm thinking about changing that method too there i'm gonna go buy myself a little handheld router make myself a router table for it and just do all my handle shaping on a router table Got a little uh, angled uh, bit for it. There. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, old owner Kaglar does that a lot of times with like his carbon fiber and G10 and stuff like that. Yeah, well, for G10 and all that good stuff, you know, the harder stuff to work. Even the stabilized woods, you know, it's sometimes it's just messy to work with. You know? Yeah, yeah. I do on the contact wheel. I go sixty and then one twenty, and then after that, I'm at J Flex with a slack belt the whole rest of the way. Oh yeah. See, I do, like I said, I, I clean up with 36 and then I hit my uh, my angles or whatever because either I leave them sharp or I round off the handle. So it gives me the opportunity to do whatever I want with the handle once I get it rough, you know? Yeah. Like, 
take the time and keep those flats nice and flat, or I could just round off the handle and everything's going to look even and good. So, uh, fuck, I just lost it. <laughs> you warned me you were going to. <laughs> yeah. I told you I was losing my shit. Fucking lost her, boys. Yeah, lost it, buds. But uh, on another note, my loan was approved. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Man, that's great news. I got that shit finally. Like, all of that, like, the whole... I was told once when I started this that never you could make a living out of making knives. Full-time job out of making knives is impossible. And this is from a guy that's been making knives for 10, 15 years, you know. And um, if you don't put the effort into it, you ain't going to get shit. That's one thing I could tell you because I am fucking tired. Yeah. I am exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah, I'm just fed up with all this shit, dude, and I'm fucking just all stuck inside and my head just wants to fucking blow up and I want to scream. <laughs> That's how yeah. I do it right now, but uh, I can't because I got to keep my head up and keep on going. Cause this shit, this ride is just starting. Yeah. You know, my loan was approved, uh, you know, a registered business. I got to do the whole tax things and this and that. And I got to get an account and I got to, you know, look into all that. I got to save receipts now. I got to blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, there's just so much more to deal with than just making knives. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, I'm beat. <laughs> you know, I heard one time that there's only one surefire way to become a millionaire by making knives. If you want to make a million dollars making knives, the only way to do it is to start with $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could tell you this, Jay. I've been doing this for 20, 21 months. Um, I've worked with paying jobs, good union carpenter jobs at 40 bucks an hour or so, you know, uh, you know, and, and I've got skills, multiple skills. I could make good money. I've worked in the computer industry as well through computer tech, you know, making good money there. Uh, I could do anything else. And, and I'm making more money now than I was working all these other jobs yeah. that I was miserable at. And I'm living a healthier, happier lifestyle as well, too. You know, I'm not, yeah, okay, starting a business was stressful. But if you've never fucking done such a thing, try before you judge because yeah. it is one hell of a fucking ride. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, so uh, now that you, okay, you got your money, you got your business license, you got everything in order. What's next? Is there uh, an even heat on the way or you got, you know what? I think I'm going to, as much as I like making knives, I like making shit period. And, uh, I think I'm just going to make tools. I seriously think I'm just going to make my own heat treat oven and I'm going to make my own press and I'm going to make myself another forge with a burner that I want to make. Right. You know, either. I'm just going to make my own tools. Cool. I can. I can. Why, you know, at this point where I am now, like I said, I put a grinder together in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, if I would have had a cutting table or anything like that, I w- I'd be making grinders. I'd probably, well, I'd be making shit period I'd be making tools because there's so many things that I need or that I want to make it easier to do what we do Mm -hmm. and I'm only thinking for myself when I'm thinking these things you know I'm not like oh you know maybe I should tell this guy to make this and everybody could you know no I want to you know I've put out enough ideas as it is now and I'm keeping the rest of them for me because one day I will have that shop and I will be making tools as well you know because I I did register this as a knife and tool company okay cool so I got one more question for you. Shoot. All right. So, you know, uh, when babies are born, all this kind of stuff, <laughs> yeah, so I see you laughing. I, there's a point. Yeah, here. Right. I don't know where you're going with this. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 
Sorry, I'm tired. Okay, so, you know, when babies are born, they're all cute and shit, and people walk up, and they say, oh, it's so cute. How old is he? And it's like, oh, he's six months. Oh, he's, you know, he's one. He's 14 months. So you, you've been doing this for 21 months. When are you going to turn to years? How long are we going to count by months? Uh, I'm done counting months in March. <laughs> <laughs> in March is going to be two years. <laughs> I was wondering where that's like. We're talking about knives now. We're talking about babies. I don't even want kids. Every, every time you say that, it reminds me of little kids. Like, oh, he's ninety four and a half months. Like, you well, gotta stop to that at some year, point. A year and seven eighths. Yeah, it's almost two years. Yeah, almost two years. Yeah, it's just like I'm telling people right now. I'm forty one, and I'm not forty one yet. But next month, I'll be forty one. I'll be my birthday's next month. Shit, I only got about two weeks. I think. Yeah. About two and a half weeks be my birthday. How old are you going to be again, Jay? Fuck, I forgot. 30. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, I think you're going on 39. I think it's 39. Yeah, I think so, yeah. You're like two years younger than I am. Yeah. It might be 38, though, because I was born in a... What year were you born? 83. Okay, so yeah, it's going to be... Third, that, it's got to be an even number. Uh, third, 38, yeah. 83? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I was born in eighty, and I'm in December. I'll be forty-one, obviously. Yeah, but it's got to be an even number, right? Because if you would have been born in eighty-one, you would have been turning forty. If you have been born in eighty-two, you'd be turning thirty-nine. So you're turning thirty-eight. I'm turning thirty-eight. There we go. So I'm thirty-seven. Yes, sir. There we go. Now we know. <laughs> it's just, I just don't keep you up swear with it. French. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on my birthday we go out to eat and I take a shot of tequila. And now, as far as what number it is, I have not said, "Oh, I'm turning this age." And I since 25, you know what I mean? I don't think, I don't think I've ever met somebody who doesn't know how old he is, and he has to literally sit there and count it. It, just, it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. It's irrelevant completely. I don't even look 41. That's the funny part. I might look like 41 right now because I look like shit. But, uh, yeah, I look like fucking early 30s, I get from a lot of people. Like, if I keep it a clean shave or whatever, you know, I don't, it's just I don't look like the typical 41-year-old at all. I don't I, feel I, like I, I look my age. I like to think I look a little, a little better than that. Yeah. But I definitely don't feel like I look 41 besides being bald. But bald is the new thing now, like. Yeah. Girls dig that shit. Like, yeah. I, they, they, like, I've been shaving my head before I even went bald. So. Yeah, I started shaving my head when I was early 20s because it started thinning. Yeah, me too. My brother was always on my case with it, too. He was up like I was cutting drywall, and he'd be up in the scaffolding or the Giants or whatever. And he'd be busting my ass with my bald spot in the back of my head. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, getting old. I went to the doctor the other day, man, and – uh I'm I'm doing good, healthy, all that stuff. I got to lose some weight, but uh, all my medicines seem to be working. So that was that was the main reason of going to the doctor is just to check on the medicines I've been taking, make sure they're working. Everything seems to be doing its job just fine. So that's good news. And I got to lose some weight, but my overall health appears to be pretty damn good. So I'm happy about that. You know how you could start start by losing some weight. No, why don't you tell me? That right there, even though it says light on it, it's not, <laughs> it's not diet beer, but <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I know I got I got to switch to diet beer, and even if they do call it Michelob Ultra or whatever, and you drink ten of them, <laughs> you're still not on a diet. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to switch to moonshine. Yeah. Low calorie. Even no carbs. Yeah. Not only calories, it's the carbs, and moonshine will be full of carbs because it's it's grain. Grain is carbs. Yeah. Vodka's got carbs in it. It's made from potatoes. Potatoes. Yep. You know, there's a, you think, oh, I'll just drink fucking on the rocks, whatever. No, you're drinking water, you're drinking rye, you're drinking everything is wheat. It's carbs. It's like you're fucking eating a slice of bread. I like bread. Yeah, but bread <laughs> make you fat. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually going in uh the first of the year I'm going on a hardcore diet. So yeah. there's gonna be Uh-oh. There's no reason to wait for the first of the year. You should start that tomorrow, right now. You know? No, dude, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I gotta eat, homie. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start with a cheat day, <laughs> right? <laughs> now I'm starting the first of the year just because Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, I got all these these holidays, and my family is very close because it's a very small family. But uh, we, you know, we get together a lot, and when we get together, it's it kind of revolves around food. You know, and we like a kid with no legs. We don't play. There is a <laughs> lot of food on the table. <laughs> but, uh. uh I, never, <laughs> I never heard that one. That was good. It's like a kid with no legs. We don't play. That's right. That's right. But, uh, yeah, first of the year, man, I'm going to I'm gonna give up my beer, give up my bread. From what I've heard, pretty much anything white I'm cutting out. I'm going, I'm doing the keto thing. I'm going to try that for 30 days. Keto, keto, I wouldn't necessarily go keto. Keto can be good for some people, but for some people not. And your condition or whatever meds, I don't know. I'm not aware of what you're taking or whatever, what your cholesterol is or this and that. Keto can be, you know, maybe talk to your doctor about it first, see what he thinks. Well, the medicine that I'm taking is high blood pressure and cholesterol medicine. Yeah, but still, when you're doing keto, you're eating a pound of bacon a day. You think that's going to help your fucking cholesterol, bud? I wasn't planning on eating a pound of bacon a day, but now that you say oh, well, so. you're eating fat. Yeah. Is what you're doing. You're eating fat on a keto diet. You just got to eat the right fucking fats, but you're going to get sick and tired of eating avocados and fucking sweet potatoes there, bud. Yeah, and right. eggs. Just, just what I would do in your case is not quit. Quitting's going to make you want to quit your dieting. Quitting this, quitting that is not going to help you uh, succeed your goals. Uh, what I would do is start start chill you know like go go the week without beer don't eat two bowls of spaghetti at the dinner table with 10 slices of bread just don't eat no bread have one bowl of spaghetti eat your normal food anyways when it comes to saturday and if you feel like being in the shop and cracking your daily beer like you do every day (laughs) do that on saturday make it Saturday, your cheat day for beer. Allow yourself a six pack of beer on Saturday while you're in the shop working your ass off. You you deserve it, but don't drink a six pack every day because you're not going to go nowhere. You're yeah. just standing still. Well, that the portion control I think is my biggest deal. My wife tells me that all the time. She's like, you if you're not still hungry, you quit eating. You could eat anything you want. It's all about the quantity. I eat that shit until it's gone, dude. I just love okay. food. If you're going to sit there and eat a whole bag of Doritos, don't eat anything else that day. Because then you're just fucking blowing up in calories and everything else, you know? Yeah. Well, see, I don't snack. Yeah. I don't. Still, you know, I get that you don't snack, but some people. Yeah. It's like, oh, all I had to eat today was a bag of chips. 
well, yeah, that's pretty fucking stupid, you know? Or, or you go to McDonald's and you fucking get a Big Mac and all those calories. Oh, it's not that bad. So I've got 300 and something calories. Yeah, I could make you a plate full of food under 300 calories and you won't even be able to finish that plate compared to one Big Mac. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you gotta, you could eat to fucking fill yourself up to right up to your throat and not gain any weight and eat good food, you know? Yeah, all my weight's in my belly. You know what I mean? Like my, my body, chest, shoulders, like everywhere. I'm, I'm pretty fit. Yeah. It's just, I got a damn gut. That's the beer. Yeah. Big old beer belly. And sit-ups, like I said, sit-ups won't take care of that. Going to the gym won't take care of that. It all starts in the kitchen. Yep, yep. You know, the six-pack, you'll gain that from the kitchen. Yeah. Not the six-pack of beer. I'm talking about abs. <laughs> well, I ain't worried about no no six-pack. I ain't trying to be no, buff. I'm just trying yeah. to last. You know what I mean? I'm trying to live a longer life. You'll feel better, too, dude. Yeah. You'll feel lighter on your feet. You know, I, I, I had hit 240 again recently, like maybe a couple months ago. And uh, at 240, I'm starting to get miserable there. The heaviest I'd been was 275. But, uh, you know, and I'm not a small guy. I'm at 220 right now, uh, but I'm comfortable at 220. I'm dead on 220 right now. I could stand for an hour at 220, you know? Yeah. At 40, I can't stand for an hour. I could barely stand for 15 minutes because I'm in such pain in my, 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 my lower back and my knees, you know, and everything. Well, so I went on a diet last year. It wasn't no kind of named diet or anything i just i ate a lot of fish and a lot of rice and vegetables and stuff like that and i got down to should i want to say i got right at 200 pounds and man i felt good and uh man it's just protein eat high protein keep your fibers up there too because if you're gonna go high protein you're gonna fucking constipate yourself uh, you know, keep your carb intake very, very low. And if you do do carbs, do like sweet potatoes rather than regular potatoes. Yeah. Because those are good carbs compared to the bad carbs that are in the white potatoes, you know, the starchiness and all that shit. So, you know, bread, potatoes, beer, pasta, those things are not going to help you lose weight. All the yummy things. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It sucks. I used to eat mashed potatoes stuffed into a slice of bread. When I was a kid, when I was fat, like I was a fat kid, and uh, I used to sit there and eat two, three plates at the dinner table. I'd have a loaf of bread with fucking butter. I'd butter the shit out of that fucking piece of bread, load it with mashed potatoes, and eat it. And I wouldn't eat just one slice of bread. And I'd do that with shepherd's pie. I'd do that with pasta as well, too. You know, I'd do it with pretty much a lot of things that I would eat is I would eat it with bread. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, no wonder I was a fat kid. <laughs> right? Looking you know, back. Yeah. You know, look at me now and, and learning what I learned going through all, that whole process, you know, the, 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 the wanting to be on a bodybuilding stage, you know, like compete in a bodybuilding event and, and that grind, you know, like the show is the hustle and grind and that is a grind of its own. Trust me, you know. Yeah. And I'd rather make knives than live that grind. Well, speaking of, of knives and the grind, this ain't no weight loss show. So, I appreciate all your help, and I will be reaching out to you on a on a private call when this all starts for sure. Anytime, man. But uh, back to shop talk. Anything new going on? Anything coming up? Loans approved. New grinders here and built, running straight. 
tracking reverse forward without any adjustments. So that's uh, is that three that you have running? I have or two running. Yes, at the moment because I only have two motors to right. But uh, with my loan approval, that's going to quickly change. But I don't know. I was thinking. I don't want to say this out loud. But I was thinking maybe selling one. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking of selling my first rev. I'm not sure yet if I want to do that or keep it because I, you know, I already sold my first grinder. It's not like it's my snowboards or if it's a guitar or like your first whatever. It's just a fucking grinder. It's a tool. But if I could is, help somebody else, and you know, is there a market up there for it? To at least, I mean, a lot of times when you sell something, you're not going to break even. But, uh, I'm breaking even. Don't worry. I didn't. Whatever. Like, like. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I was like, let's just fucking put it out there. Is at one point, me and Brian were talking about selling these fucking things in Canada. Oh, okay, gotcha. So he sent me a plate kit so I could have a plate kit cut out here at my shop, my steel shop. Yeah, I'm hooked up with, and uh, to compare them and mash them to make sure everything fit up right. You know, so you know, I had built the one that kit that he had sent me, and I still had that spare set laying around ever since then. I technically didn't pay nothing for the first one I built. But I paid for the second one because I had to pay to get it cut out and the materials and all right, that. Right. You know, so I paid a couple hundred bucks for that plate set. But, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't put thousands and thousands of dollars into grinders. You know, people are like, holy fuck, you have four grinders or whatever. Yeah, I've been through all these grinders. The one that I paid the most was my first one, and that was like a grand at my door with everything. And uh, I sold that, and it was a totally one or nothing. So I ended up selling that to a local kid here that had gotten into making knives. I hooked him up with that for cheap. I didn't break even at all. I sold it 500 bucks. I kept my wheels, though. I kept my either wheels and the track wheel. Yeah. But uh, I was like, here, dude, here's the link to get yourself some wheels. And here you go. Half price, 500 bucks. Cheers. Can't so, that. That's a really good deal. Yeah, I know. Well, I was helping him out. I knew where he was at and what he was working with was not, you know, it had potential. So I just wanted to give the kid a hand and give him better tools to work with. Yeah. Great grinder. It just doesn't tilt forward. And I'm sure if I were to call him up right now and be like, Hey, you want to buy my rev? You buy it. I'm sure he would. Well, I mean, if you need a home for an extra grinder, you could always send it to your old trusty co-host. I ain't got but one. So uh, hey, you, you got hookups in the grinder world, but hey, I get the same discount as everybody else. Yeah, but well, uh, get yourself another bolt-on kit. Fucking build that. I, I think I'm gonna before I worry about a second grinder. I'm really gonna up my attachment game. I want a surface grinder. Yes, and um, I've been seeing some things done with the disc grinder attachment. I'm really considering that. Yes, I don't really. I've had a disc grinder in the past, and I just didn't use it, and I got rid of it. Yeah, but. I've been seeing some things recently, excuse me, with uh, the Broadbeck disc grinder attachment and the way that it comes off the end of the grinder and it obviously goes horizontal or vertical. Yeah, you, you but, can uh, set a grinder so that you can work with it in both right. ways. Well, like flattening scales, you know what I mean? That's just seems so. The only thing that I find inconvenient about it, no, is actually you could probably set a tool rest underneath there as well. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can, yeah. Yeah, never mind. I didn't say I was just thinking what I was looking right now, you know, because I saw a quick clip of it and it was uh, Jay Nielsen. That's the one I saw. Yeah. 
That's the one I saw. When I saw it too, I kind of got a little, uh, I got a chubby. <laughs> exactly. That's the same clip I saw. He was and, doing uh, the handle I was scales. Like, Whoa, hold your fucking horses one thing at a time, bud. You yeah. know, I was like, because I'm using my surface grinder to flatten my scales. If I'm going to get a whole other attachment or a whole other motor and EFD to run, say the Vander Sander, I'd love to have Vander Sander with 12 inch discs. Seriously, I'd love it. But uh, I don't have the room right now, first of all. And the Broadbeck uh, disc grinder attachment will fit any of the grinders that you have. Yeah, I know that will. will. But like I said, do I really need a disc grinder right now? Because I use my surface grinder to flatten my scales. Yeah. Most and, of the time when I get scales, they're flat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't really have to, to mess with them. Well, I'm cutting out from blocks. You know, I, I buy blocks. Yeah. I don't I just flattened out scales already. You know, I'm paying cheaper for my blocks, and I could get two, three sets sometimes out of these blocks. So Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing is, uh, what I find kind of inconvenient about a, uh, uh, this sander flattened out shit is if you got more pressure to one side, yeah, you're going to be flat, but you're going to be off. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're going to have like a slope in your fucking, you'll be flat on one side and put it down and look at your fucking scale and it's got a slope in it. Yeah. Because if you're putting more pressure, say, where your thumb is, well, you're going to be eating out more material there. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, so, and then when you come to slapping those or drilling through them and they're not true flat or whatever, then you got holes that are drilled through angled. And I just see so, yeah. that's me maybe overthinking the thing, like the situation, but I, I just see so many potential, like, room for, for fuck-ups, you know? Well, that uh, pink pairing knife I did this week, did you see that one? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Damn. I was looking. I was like, where the fuck's this thing going? Pickle's whole microphone stand and everything just tipped over and hit him right in the head, guys. <laughs> but uh, that pink knife that I did, that was those handle materials uh, came out of a block. And I split it on my bandsaw. And it was pretty straight. But I just I flattened them out on the flat flatten on my grinder. Okay. And I mean, even there, like I said, I have the problem. I just said that I'd ha- I think I'd see having one at this center is fuck this shit. I'll just hold this in my hand. Then we're about done, dude. We've been in here over an hour. It's Thanksgiving Eve. I've got to go home. I got to boil two dozen eggs. I just got hit in the head by a mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to go home and boil a bunch of eggs. I got to cut the backbone out of a turkey and spatchcock it. And get it laid out, get it seasoned. I'm pulling all the skin back off of it. And I'm packing that fucker full of bacon. And I'm pulling all the skin back together. Sewing that some bitch up. Whew. I hope it's good. Fucking Americans. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. You cannot break nothing with bacon. Did you, uh, is there room for a Twinkie in there too? Or no, what the, whatever the hell you want in there. No, it's just funny. I don't like. I, I lived in the states for almost nine years, like I've mentioned before, probably more than once. And uh, yeah, and like the the eating habits in the states and the eating habits here, like, are way different. Like, we'll we'll have a poutine. What I sent you a picture of the other day. Oh god, just that looks so good. Fries with brown gravy and cheese curds, and just melted cheese curds with fucking French fries and brown gravy. It's so fucking good. And you don't find that everywhere. So, you know, it's like it's a Canadian thing. That looked delicious. Yeah, and uh, you could make them any way you want them. You know, that one had hamburger in it. And there's hamburger in there. Uh, but like I said, there's chili cheese fries that we make. Through. There's, you know, all dress that has all the fucking meats and peppers and onions in there. Too. So it's just really, really good. <laughs> but 
because you're trying to lose weight. It's not the best thing to eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's why I said I'm starting after Thanksgiving because, like I said, I'm I'm packing that turkey's ass full of bacon. Yep. And but, yeah, we have Putins and uh, we have Ploys around here. And even the Ploys, like anywhere else in Canada, they don't know what the fuck that is, but uh, buckwheat flour. You say buckwheat? Yeah, buckwheat. You know, buckwheat flour. Uh, only buckwheat I know is the little fellow uh, with the afro on Little Rascals. No, no, not buckwheat. Not that buckwheat, but like buckwheat. <laughs> actual wheat. No, never, never heard buckwheat. of her. It's, uh, we, we we got a lot of buckwheat fields up here. They take the buckwheat flour and they make like a. It's not a pancake. A lot of people call them a pancake. So you don't flip them. Pour it out on the plate and you let that one side cook and that's it because it cooks through. If you flip a fucking ploy, you're an asshole. Uh, <laughs> and you're going to fuck it up anyways. But they're not meant to be flipped. But anyways, it's like a, a dinner pancake almost. Is where you would eat with molasses and a little bit of brown sugar on there. Dude, it's so fucking good. Or with a little bit of uh, brown sugar and some pork paste, like some country-made pork paste that we have up here, which I had never seen in the States either. It's like fat and pork just ground up together. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah. so gross. So those are our bad eating <laughs> habits up here, but it's good though, seriously. Yeah. But uh, like, we don't have the traditional like fat turkey. You just <laughs> cut his backbone, stuff the fucker with bacon, and sew him back up. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> so we're having, uh, obviously, turkey, ham, dressing, uh, mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, stuffed mushrooms, Green bean casserole, uh, man, just we're all of it. You know what I mean? All the, all the holiday foods. Somebody's bringing everything, and it's just it's gonna be a day of pigging out, watching the parade, then watching some football, and we'll have us a big old bonfire tomorrow once sun goes down, and the whole family will sit around and have some music going, drink some beers, and just have a good old time. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Like I said, I've been there, done that. It was a it was a thing when I was there in the states too. You know, big family gatherings for Thanksgiving. Like I said, it's bigger than Christmas. Oh yeah, it's fucking nuts. But uh, it's another uh, then it's Black Friday after that. Yeah, I don't I don't fuck with that. Yeah. My wife holidays aren't what they used to be. So that, that's what gets to me. You know, like that's why I laugh about it. I, you know, Black Friday and this and that, blah blah blah. It's like, bunch of fucking retards yeah. <laughs> you're not getting a good deal at all you know it's there's you're not making out any better or whatever you know we're just overpaying when it actually comes the time to buying at a regular price yep exactly so, they have the sale at a local sports store here every year is they have a buy one pair of sneakers you get your other pair for a dollar but they bring up the prices on those sneakers yeah so they put them at like $120 for, say, one pair. The other pair is like $90. Well, once that sale is over, you go in, and that one pair that was uh, $200 or whatever is now $100. The other pair is half price. Yeah. So so, 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 so you're getting screwed with fucking tactical marketing. Pretty much of course. They're not giving nothing away. They're still making they're money. They're making plenty. And like I said, we're just overpaying in general for goods in life. And yep. That's why I got to the point where less is better. You know, I had to force myself to buy a used laptop because I refused to buy it. Yeah, I've I've been uh, looking at laptops here recently, and they're fucking expensive. 
Yeah, they are, especially here in Canada. Like, if I were to get a new laptop and I wanted to get something that would be suitable for what I want to do and have something, you know, efficient and reliable, I'm not paying under eight hundred dollars for a fucking laptop. Yeah, and the thing is, like, the only thing I would really do with the laptop is I think it'd be pretty cool. Every now and then, you know, instead of me coming to this studio, I sit on my fucking couch at eight o'clock. You know what I mean? And record yeah. a podcast. And I recorded uh, with uh, not Rainy Day Ford, but uh, the, the their podcast, the Fortnite Chat. I was laying in bed. <laughs> well, you you've laid in bed a few times on this one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Justin Lando, uh, if you're listening, I, I'd like to be the first uh, Southern of the border North American to jump on that show with you. I still have never been on any other podcast besides this one. No shit, huh? Yeah. Me and uh, Ben Butler tried to record an episode of the Work For It podcast one night when uh, both of the Bryans were busy. Yeah. Me and him were going to record. We got everything set up, but my internet at home wouldn't keep up with whatever we were trying to use. The uploading yeah. and all that shit, yeah. My internet wouldn't keep up. But yeah, yeah. I've never been on a different podcast, so uh, I want to get on that Work For It podcast. We have had all three hosts of the work for it podcast on this podcast okay you've had been uh, i wasn't there when you had been on here right yeah ben Butler, we, the work for uh, the hustle right podcast we've had ben bowler brian house and brian cone have all been a guest ooh, ooh. on the on the hustle and grind and you've been on the full black i meant the uh the work for it twice yeah work for it twice so i, I think did, it's my turn God damn I it. this one too and isn't there another one that was on this one don't count no, well, I was on this one before you even thought about having me as a host. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. There's a Forsyth chat two times on work for it. One time here. Is there somewhere else? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't pay. It doesn't give you anything except for exposure, which. I just think it'd be fun. <laughs> it's it's a good time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I like having people on our show, you know. Yeah. It's. So it's all good. You know, I like hearing stories. Uh, one guy there that I hope we can get on here. Well, it's actually going to happen. So you got that lined up? Yeah, I got that lined up for next week. But cool. So uh, not coming podcast the next episode after this one that's going to be coming out on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, after that, we're going to have a, a guest. Cool. I, I, I reeled him in because he's, you know, I've been in touch with him since, you know, the whole knife making. I started this and uh, we've talked quite a bit and all that. I still don't quite know his story that well. Yeah. Uh, I've watched him grow in this craft as well, too. He's not just making knives, you know, he's doing some crazy shit that nobody else does out there. You know, he's a heavy equipment. Uh, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Uh, they probably won't know. I don't know. Like, he doesn't. You, you talked about him before. Have I? Yeah. Uh, okay, anyways, he doesn't do this full time. <coughs> most uh he actually has a decent following on Instagram, though, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm excited for it. She's doing some crazy shit lately. I want to hear about it. Cool. Yeah. Let's get ready to wrap this thing up, man. It is getting cold in this building, and it's dark outside. I still got an ass load to do. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I was hoping to get down to the shop today and maybe possibly work on another sheath, but... I have not even opened the door to my shop today. I've been so busy. 
I uh, set up the grinder finally, like positioned it where I wanted it, bolted it down, and I cleaned my shop. I got to go sharpen a knife and deliver that. After that, I'm done. Yeah, I think I might just call it until Friday. Yeah, I think I'll be in bed by 8. Tonight? Yeah, I do. I'm fucking beat. Like I said, I wanted to nap today, and I thought about it more than once. I know you you texted me and told me you were taking a nap, and then every 15 minutes I was getting a picture from you. I'm like, go to bed, damn. (laughs) Night, night. (laughs) Right. There's too many fucking squirrels in my head right now. They're like, seriously, this past. Yesterday was horrible, horrible, horrible day. There's just. Very, very energy consuming for me. Right, well, it worked out for the good. So yeah, it definitely worked out for the good. It was just me you know, overthinking and overstressing situations that were out of my hands. You know, obviously, yeah. you're gonna get that from time to time. Oh yeah, it happens. Dude. You lose your shit once in a while. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Well, but, but thanks for coming in with us. Who got my back? So appreciate you guys. You know who you are. I hope I'm on that list. Course you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for I tuning in with us. Yesterday. Uh, what? Did I talk to you yesterday? Yeah, I did. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't talk to anybody else except for a few other guys here on this uh, this fake world we call the internet. Yeah. <laughs> People I've never met in real life. You know? Dude, I have some of the the what I consider my best friends I've never met in real life. No, exactly. But Damn. that's just the way the world works nowadays. You know. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Well, we are definitely wrapping it up this time, folks. All right. Uh, you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for tuning in with us. Check out Jason at JK Blades and Pickle at Pickle Cutters. And uh, hope everybody has a, oh, fuck, had a great <laughs> Thanksgiving because it's over by now. And uh, y'all, y'all just have a good one. Thanks for being our friends. Gobble, gobble. Keep on hustling and keep on grinding. Peace out.